Hamish Rutherford is the New Zealand Herald Wellington business editor, and he's a regular on our show. Uh, we've actually talked about the Commerce Commission's report with him before on the show. He joins me now. Um, I would like to get his take on what he felt uh, when he first got the report on his computer flashing away this morning. Good morning, Hamish. How are you doing? Morning, Nick. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Now, this has been a little bit of a... A st- ongoing story. Actually, my original uh, opening this morning had a quote from you, but I didn't use it when the, when the changes came through. Um, so you've had a lot to do with this. Um, how do you actually feel once you've read the final r- report? Well, we shouldn't underestimate what has happened here. The, the you know the government is uh, sorry. The Commerce Commission is recommending a mandatory code of conduct, which should you know uh, set the terms for how. Um, supermarkets deal with their suppliers. They have recommended changes to mean that um, you know supermarkets are currently locking away land sites, which means that other rivals come in and other changes as well. So, so there, there there is some 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 teeth to this. It's not meaningless. If we go back to what they said in July, the Commerce Commission was making some very strong statements about the sort of suggesting supermarkets were making almost obscene profits. How the problems in the sector were structural, sort of suggesting they would perhaps force the supermarkets to sell their wholesale business or split up New World from Pack and Save or Countdown from Super Value. All of that is gone. You know, all of the sort of the real suggestion that they were going to get in and make recommendations that there were going to be fundamental changes to the uh, to the supermarket sector have been stripped away. This is a far less interventionist. A set of recommendations than what we might have expected, uh, you know, in the middle of last year. Why do you think that happened? Well, there's a uh, you know a few things. I mean, sometimes uh, if you're if you're trying to, um, you know, flush out what um, what an a sector thinks, you might, you know, propose some very dram- dramatic recommendations to try and get them to tell you what. They really think, but I think the, the core thing here is when uh, the, in the in the report in July last year, the Commerce Commission suggested that um, the supermarkets might be making a return on capital of in excess of 20%, which is you know fantastic excess profits that are so high that you would normally think that all by itself another player would come into the sector and effectively share the bounty. Now they're saying that the return on capital is assumed to be more like 13%, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's still healthy profits, but it's not the kind of, you know, largest, not the kind of excess that they thought last year. Basically, foodstuff said to them, you're, you're, you're measuring it wrong, you're measuring it at store level, you've got to look at our entire business. They've done that, and now they say that the return, their, their assumptions on profitability are materially lower than what they believed in the middle of last year. Hey, Mitch, how much difference do you think this will actually, this report will actually make? Look, it's always very hard because, you know, had they come out and said we're going to force um, foodstuffs or progressives to sell their uh, wholesale business so that, you know, you or I could set up a supermarket and, and sort of buy on the same terms that the major supermarkets could, you would, you would assume that that would make a major difference. What they're proposing here are regulatory fixes. It'll be a very slow moving moving change over a period of years. There'll be a you know they're recommending a dedicated um, regulator for supermarkets and code of conduct and so on. It, it so it won't be the kind of thing that you can measure overnight. It should make some changes. Uh, the, these are some some they're, they're still meaningful changes that are being proposed, but it's not you know they it, it, it it'll be something that is possibly seen over time. Uh, 
it, it's not not likely we're going to noticeably have have noticeably cheaper uh, groceries in the short term. I reckon that's a really good idea you came up with me and you opening a supermarket. I'm the entrepreneur. You're the business brain. We could call it Rutterfitter Mills. <laughs> well, it's a lovely idea, and I know you've sort of said before that you think that you know it's possible that people could if they wanted to, but there are extremely high barriers of entry to to a lot of established markets. You've got to have such a, an enormous amount of capital to come in and have a real play. You know, there's a few little independent supermarkets around, but to try and set up a nationwide chain, which is what they what they want to move from a duopoly to to, to a market with at least three players, the barriers to entry are high. They, you know, the Commerce Commission. Uh, says that they believe that you know the change they're making could encourage a, a, a major, uh, another major player to enter the market, but um, you know time will tell. We know H that uh, competition is the answer to create, um, comp- you know, bringing prices down. Is this report enough to bring prices down w- without opening the way for competition? Look, time will tell. I mean, that, the 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 real question is: Will we get a third player that comes in? To compete with the two major groups, Woolworths and Foodstuffs, and you know it it, 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 it sort of you know perhaps conceptually it will, but you know if we just thinking about what it was like on that day in July when they called reporters in and said the problem is structural, and you know suggested that you know interventions such as going as far as even suggesting that perhaps the government could have a role and and set up a new player. To, to, to pull back, it seems like the pullback long way. And word just quickly before we go, because I've kind of had this in my mind and I didn't have the facts in front of me to say it, but weren't the supermarkets actually already on board about the land accessibility? They've, they've, they have made some recommendations around what they're prepared to do, but I mean, you shouldn't, you should, you could read that in a couple of ways. It could be that they've that they're almost acknowledging that there were behaviours in the sector that you know didn't quite match with a workably uh, with workable competition. They also suggested they'd be prepared to work on some sort of code of conduct, but the language that foodstuffs used suggested they wanted something that would have been probably voluntary. You know, work on a consumer code of conduct. The Commerce Commission has gone for a mandatory code of conduct. They haven't spoken to the Food and Grocery Council yet, but I think you know that was a real bottom line for them. That if you are going to have a code of conduct, it has to be mandatory. You know, the, yep. the, the supermarkets were prepared to go some length to, to sort of concede some ground, as it were. I think this goes a bit further than what they'd concede by themselves. Hamish Rutherford, always a pleasure to talk to you. I think you should do a little bit of a cash flow work on that Rutherford and Mills. I think that's quite a good idea, that supermarket. I've, you know, 